I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. I do solemnly swear. There is no starting or stopping, only doing. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. You got to protect it. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. In the name of democracy, let us all unite! Welcome back to the Progressive Patriots, just me once again. I'm working on this, really trying to get, see if I could uh, find some people to bring in. Uh, might have to venture out of the veteran circle, which it's kind of hoping not to, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. I'm pretty sure that just me riffing at the microphone for an extended period of time isn't, is only gonna be enjoyable for so long. <laughs> All right, so it is just about one on Friday, February, uh, February 16th. So, who knows what will have happened by the time you are listening. Uh, what else? Um, right, up top. Uh, if I do say anything that's off the mark, or whatever the case may be, or just something you disagree with, or whatever, uh, 833-LUX-PODS. Uh, if you call, it goes straight to voicemail, and I can cut your audio in, which I think would be more fun. But if you text... Uh, it's anonymous there as well so that works just as well if you would prefer to do that either way let's get into this bitch so the the FISA expiration is coming up now it's the, the it's called it's referred to as section 702 of the uh, foreign intelligence like surveillance act or whatever the fuck um but this particular segment is the one that is what permitted warrantless surveillance of American citizens uh, for the purposes of, quote-unquote, countering foreign threats. I don't fucking believe that for a second. Um, so there is a considerable contingency of the House that is um, ref- they're going to to vote against it if it does not have a warrant requirement added. Um, <clears throat> I'll get to like the, the particulars of who uh, who has been speaking out against it, which it's actually some noteworthy people. But the, uh, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, he pulls it. He's uh, pulling it away from the from the vote, which it was going to be going up this week at some point or early next week, but he's pulling it away. Uh, the, su- the suspicion is that it's not going to pass without the warrant requirement. And that's very accurate. That's a very, you know, well put, well pointed suspicion. But I think that the, the pullback is that he, he or whoever is advising him on this is they want to keep it warrantless is essentially what the uh, that's what the that's what the hang up is, is that, you know, the surveillance state, FBI, CIA, NSA, whoever else uh, want to keep it warrantless so that they can just continue to spy on us for no, you know, for no fucking reason. Oh, right. Because, uh, quote unquote, uh, foreign threats, right? Totally. That's exactly what it is. I'm certain. Um, so I think that, uh, 
there's going to be in the House, I think it's the House uh, Intelligence Committee that's going to be, that's been pushing back on this, where, of like, I uh, about shit myself when I, when I read this as <laughs> I had to, like, I had to double take, double check to make sure, um, but, you know, broken clocks and all that. It, Jim Jordan. Yes, that Jim Jordan, the uh, of Ohio State wrestling and other sexual assault in the athletics department fame. Uh, his exact words, quote, if the warrant requirement doesn't go into legislation, I ain't supporting it, end quote. Um, now, there was he said more not well in somebody else. Um, Jerry Nadler, who is the uh, the Democrat co-chair of the committee, he's out of uh, New York 12. His the his was a lot more. His quotes were more like snippets, but the best I think the the most detailed um, I guess phrasing would is he said the bill before us is completely inadequate. Which you know I know that's not a whole lot. <laughs> to to quote him for, but it's a. Uh, I mean, can you is is he wrong? <laughs> uh, Nick Langworthy, uh, Republican out of New York twenty three, he was one of the first ones to point out like that. His his word like his keyword was remarkable. Seeing both sides of the aisle really working to undo the surveillance state, really working towards uh, restoring. The privacy of of private citizens. Um, Thomas Massey, uh, out of Kentucky, four. Uh, he he said, "quote This is a rare occurrence, but I find nothing to disagree with in your testimony." End quote. So, um, it was touching. Uh, to be honest with you, like it was. It, this is extremely refreshing <laughs> to see um, politicians actually doing something for the benefit of the constituency. It's it's pretty nice. It's a, it's a nice change of pace to be uh like to say the least, you know. So there's that. Um this has personally been one of my uh one of my biggest hang-ups with uh policy these days or and this is this shit got put in like around uh in like the immediate post 9-11 era and it's been renewed over and over again and what astounds me is that in that time a lot of very supposed uh constitutional purists or whatever it seems like that purist that that purity the desire for purity only applies to Amendment 2 and does not apply to anything else. So they're completely fine with putting our Fourth Amendment rights into a complete, into like a, a, a dumpster fire. And with that, I, I really have, by extension, I think that it does have some a negative impact, a strong negative impact on our First Amendment rights, because like we don't, we cannot have private conversations anymore, right? You can't. 
your dissidence I don't think dissidence is the right word. Your dissent, your dissension of anything in government is already a known quantity. And it's one of those, to, to me, it's one of the things that I, that would lead to, uh, I, to be really Orwellian with it, thought crime. That's what I think that this is, that's what it would lead to. Like you cannot, the only privacy that you would have is your thoughts inside of your own head as soon as it leaves your mouth it's no longer private um to a degree i understand how that like why that works but like if i had if me i have a friend here here in my home if i were to have a friend in my home we could not have a candid conversation without we're like we already know pretty much that it's being recorded or surveilled in some way and uh how that has been acceptable for as long as it has been, I'm not sure when or where we decided to, to that, that it was okay. You know, working, being pretty tech savvy, working in IT, I'm very well aware of some pretty basic monitoring tools and how they work and what they can collect. Um, just by proximity, I was able to hear from uh, well, to hear about technology that monitors your that not just like what you're looking at or anything but your your mouse movement how often do you linger on particular pages like those performance bullshit metrics like uh, and now for those things to be collected without you knowing that's uh problematic to put it lightly but moving along another thing out of congress this one out of motherfucking senate earlier in the week they passed a 95 billion dollar package that contained foreign aid for ukraine israel and taiwan all wrapped up in one so you know that's pretty cool i think uh so it's, it's a pretty slick move to uh because, like, Ukraine aid, not quite as popular as far as, like, getting into the house. Uh, Taiwan aid, uh, you know, more or less, probably more favorable than not. And Israel with House Republicans is very popular. So trying to to bundle them together, I think, is a really good move. While um, supposed experts don't expect this to pass in the house but with how slim the majority is um i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility only a handful you know need to vote the other way vote against party line and part of me does think that because this was uh this was passed in the you know like this is a senate bill so it's a, d a democrat uh bill right so a good part of me the cynic in me thinks that it's not the republicans are just not going to vote for it because of that you know just it's just how they are right not that democrats are all that much better but i just i, I think the the key difference here is the the merit of what they're voting against you know so 
but I don't know. That might also be a partisan perspective as well. Regardless, I hope that this does pass. I know that there are oh, more. I think they're just keeping the like keeping the the opinion more private because of how unpopular it is with the within the Republican conference. But there are a lot of not just pro-Israel, not just pro-Taiwan because anti-China, but there are also pro-Ukraine because anti-Russia. Like it's, there are some who still understand uh, that they are an adversary, despite what whatever Trump might try to say. Russia's Russia is and will continue to be an adversary of ours. Um, so I hope that those House Republicans, I expect some in uh, swing districts. Um, you know, something that I didn't look into was uh, how much of that Israel aid includes humanitarian aid for Palestine, because I'm sure that that could sway some uh, House Democrats to not vote for it just on that alone like that's a serious wedge issue here but moving along speaking of the majority tom Swazi, he wins the special election for new york three by about eight percent so that's pretty cool it's a pretty that's a fucking wide win uh his opponent mazzy pillip mazzy pillip she's a um, Ethiopian woman. Um, she was Jew. She's Jewish. She served in the IDF. I I expect um, that those that particular detail, the IDF part of it, uh, and the Jewish part of it, is what I think why part the New York Republican Party decided to bring her up for this. Because otherwise, she's um, there's a lot to be desired in her on her resume. So, I don't know. I, I think that they were trying to pander with that choice. Um, and I, I don't... I didn't look into the veracity of this, but there was... I did see something that that while she was running for the Republican seat, or for as the Republican nominee, um, that she's a registered Democrat? I don't know. Just looking... Seeing the little bit of... Uh, footage that I did it, it her talking points seem pretty rehearsed I, I'm not entirely certain how organic they are uh, Tom Swazi he, he's that was his seat before he um, did not seek re-election so that he could get his ass beat in the gubernatorial race for New York but those are his words as well uh, so it, he's probably just more savvy you know what I mean um, whereas uh, Miss Pillip is not. Either way, doesn't matter because she didn't win. <clears throat> now, the FBI, former FBI informant, Alexander Smirnov, has been indicted by a grand jury for making false statements and creating a false and fictitious record as it pertains to his uh, inf information about uh, Hunter Biden and his dealings with the Ukrainian like energy company. 
So his penalties include up to 25 years in prison. Um, no, there is no, no attorney uh, of note yet. Like, has, I don't think it's, he either hasn't elected one or been appointed one. Regardless, um, it's important to for me to qualify this up front. A little preface here is if Biden, Hunter Biden did something wrong, if he broke the law in some way, fuck him. Okay, try him. If he's guilty, then fuck him. He's he gets just desserts. That's what you get. Um, this isn't me, despite my, like my clear uh, favoritism or left leaning uh, perspectives or outlooks. This he like Hunter Biden just because of his who his father is. It doesn't. He's not excluded from justice, and I don't know why anybody would think that he is. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but. So it looks like this dude was, uh, I wonder who put him up to that shit. Cause I cannot, I don't know why he, like, why would you just make that shit up on your own? If, if you're legitimately an informant, why would you just make the shit up? But I don't know. Making shit up. Yes. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it at length because it's been beaten to death at this point, but uh, Special Counsel Robert Herr, his conclusions, his findings on the on the uh, President Biden classified document situation, uh, he clearly inserted a lot of his personal opinions into what should have ended with did this dude, do, did he knowingly take them home or like take them outside of uh, an approved area? Yes. Is that a pro- Is that a crime? Yes, it is. But it's kind of the nature of the beast when you're a high level politician. Uh, Mike Pence did the same thing. He took doc- classified documents home and both of both uh, Pence and Biden, um, when prompted by the National Archives, they didn't even have to get to the to the uh, law enforcement agencies this the archives said hey those are ours um fucking give them back and they did it's really simple it is very fucking simple so this whole trump bullshit about two-tiered justice like no dude no it's not that biden's getting off and you're not it's that biden gave the fucking documents back and you didn't it not only did you not give them back you lied about having them, and then when it, when that lie was brought to light, you straight up refused to give them back because they were their mine. No, they're not, buddy. No, they're not. Um, and then further to that, you destroyed evidence that you had them, like the you bringing them in or out or whatever the like whatever was on the tapes that were destroyed. Like, that's the fucking problem, dog. It's not that you had them. You can get like, you're the president. That was your house. That was your home. You live at Mar-a-Lago. You can have your documents there. Your term is up. You fucking lost the election. You give them back. You don't 
there is a process by which things are declassified, which, yeah, it is at the at the privilege of the executive, but you don't just think it and then it's then it is so. Nobody knows if you did that or not. So the formal process is just, uh, I don't know, you sign a piece of fucking paper that says, I declassified this shit. And you have to do that while you're in office. You're not being the... I, th 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 these are problems of your own creation, right? But that whole thing is, is already being fucking beaten to death as well. Um, back to Robert Herr. The whole... Um, what, what are they saying? What did he say? Like a that they he, he does not recommend bringing charges because uh, Biden complied with the fucking investigation. Awesome, you could have ended it there, but instead you decided to add a bit about how uh, he, even if he did go to trial, what was it? He he wouldn't be found guilty because he would present himself as a well-meaning old man with a bad memory. Um, like, I, um, it's, is he an old man? Yeah. Is his memory bad? No, it's not great. It isn't great. He's old. It, it's just a natural part of aging. Trump has gaffes way more often, um, despite uh, his claims that he does it on purpose. No, the fuck you're not. Please do not try to make yourself seem deeper than you are. Um, I don't think that that is how Biden would present himself if he were brought to trial anyway. I don't think he would want to be, like, try to play up, uh, like, uh, the fuck's this? Epstein? No, no, Wein Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein or whatever. That him trying to act like he was this decrepit old fuck with, like, a walker and stuff. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't think Biden would try to do that type of shit. I think he would uh, he would take his licks like a man. He would stand. He would say, I fucked up. Do with me what you will. And accept his, the consequences of his choices. Just what I think, based on what it appears he's like. Um, what the type of man that he, to me, that I perceive him to be, is that he would do that. That's not to say he is above reproach or he's perfect or he's like a, a gift from God or anything like that. That's fucking ridiculous. But he's he would, I think, take his take the consequences of his actions uh, with some level of grace and humility. Whereas Trump, like we see how this is going, right? Not well. God, what a fucking crybaby, man. It's not. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, never enough of that shit. Uh, so yeah, her says that shit, and um, this. I, yeah, I remember where I wanted to go with that. Now, like, was the age thing? I everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. I know. Yes, he's old. I know that he's fucking eighty-one. I know. Nobody's saying he isn't. Nobody's pretending that he's this, like, <laughs> a sprightly 55-year-old. Nobody's acting like that. Anyone who is is fucking kidding themselves. And they're being, I think they're being uh, deliberately 
they're being disingenuous is what I think. Um, but anyway, so he's old. We know that. I know that. Yeah, of course. Like the number doesn't lie. It's 81. That's what the number is. He now, how do you approach that dilemma? Just on the merits of policy records, it is no contest who the superior president has been. Like, I cannot imagine even was Bush, did he have any consequential legislation that wasn't too terrible for us? I don't know. But regardless, he was more consequential of a president than Trump is. And Trump passed what? His tax cuts? Is that it? Fantastic. Um, please, average voter, tell me. Please tell me. 833-LUXPOTS. Text me. Call me. Tell me. How the fuck did that benefit you? How did that benefit you? Because, surprise, spoiler, it didn't, dog. It didn't. Our... Like, we working class people, our tax cuts were temporary. The tax cuts on the extremely wealthy and corporations were permanent. That's fucking ridiculous. How do you, how that is to your benefit is beyond me. Uh, and when I say it's beyond me, I mean to say that it's not to your benefit. It, it isn't. And if you think it is, you're, you're not... I want to try to refrain from insulting words. It's it's just simply put, it's not to your benefit. It isn't. Never was. It was never meant to be. Um, a lot of what President Biden has accomplished uh, has been very much to the benefit of the, the American people. Um, it doesn't matter. Cli okay, climate change is real, 100%. If you don't think so, you're a fucking idiot. That one I'm not going to pull back on. You're an idiot, um, either intentionally or not, either way. So the Inflation Reduction Act, which was a, a huge investment in green energy, was that was just fucking phenomenal for working families. A lot of jobs were created as those plans are being implemented, as those objectives are being met of like how much is being created and deployed and installed where. All of those steps in the plan have our job creating, okay? That it was 100% to your benefit as an average American, as a taxpaying working American person. <clears throat> the Chips and Science Act, similarly, with the assistance of our partners, our part, our Taiwanese partners who are very well uh, skilled in the in the in semiconductors and all the rest of it, and all the all the like the logistical aspects that go into not just their creation but. Um, raw materials in, processing, uh, building, making the things, and then sending them out, right? How, like, what, how to create what is for what best use. Like, th th these are 
factories being built in the US, okay? Americans are going to be working at these. Oh, like it, uh, from what I understand, um, the at, at the under the supervision or direction of um, Taiwanese management. So, they're like they're teaching us how to do it, and then I expect at some point <clears throat> the number of Taiwanese uh, personnel will be pulled back. Maybe I don't know. I don't really care because um, fucking. The real China is, I'm cool, they're cool with us, we're cool with them, so I don't give a shit if they stay here or not. It's entirely up to them. Anyway, those are factories that are being built in the U.S. A lot of skilled labor is being developed and utilized. American labor. Those are just two of the many things. The fucking child tax credits. I don't have kids, so doesn't affect me directly but it is imperative that you you remember if you have kids that that is absolutely to your benefit oh what was it now another one is the student loan debt uh forgiveness i know that there are some People who think, oh, well, I had to pay my student loans. You're, this is an insult to me. You're insulting me by fucking forgiving their debt, but not mine. Like, nah. Uh, like, I can see why you would feel that way. It's a very selfish and stupid way to think about it, but I can see why you would. Regardless, for, from an outsider's perspective, I was in the military. I have, I have, I had have used the GI Bill. I don't have student debt. I don't care. Please, yes, forgive forgive their debt because that's money that they're going to keep in their pockets that gets recycled into the economy as they purchase goods and services. Holy shit. It's a fucking concept, isn't it? It's a fucking crazy concept. All right, that's enough riffing on that because uh, we're about to riff on Trump and his bullshit about the NATO thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so if you haven't heard by now, the, the the summary is Trump made up an interaction with a head of state from a quote unquote big country in Europe. Um, like many of his the interactions that he cites at rallies and stuff, he made it up. It's completely made up. This He said um, the other heads of the other head of state said oh excuse me sir like speaking all like meekly to him like get the all right that's dumb enough already but he what if if a nato country was delinquent on uh whatever (coughs) would would uh would the U.S. come to come to our aid if someone attacked us? He said, no, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. Um, something for context, if you don't already know this, if you haven't already heard this by now, NATO has 31 members, 31 member states, and... The this whole thing that he's talking about with you gotta pay, you gotta pay your bills, is that 
the object, the it's not an obligation, by the way. It's a desired goal that all member states should spend at least 2% of their GDP on defense, on their own defense. Um, the U.S. being fucking enormous, we spend 3.5. Anyway, so only 11 are currently meeting that target uh, defense spending level of 2% of GDP. So the unfortunately, there are a lot, uh, uh, 20, obviously, that are not meeting their... their um, <laughs> they're they're not meeting the, the obligation that they should be that they set for themselves pretty much now nato is not a members club where you have to pay to be in it and like you have to pay it, it's not you're not this isn't like the us protection organization where you pay us money and we'll fucking come to your defense. That's not what it is. It's the dumbest, dumbest fucking thing. I don't know how, how is it that the people who like hit parts in particular, his voter base, people who claim to be super pro military fucking love the military and you, you know all about it, but you don't know what you don't know how NATO operates. Like, how? How is this the case? Well, you know, I feel like I just dispelled the uh, the myth, the, the bullshit that he's, the illusion that he's trying to put in front of people's eyes. This isn't a, a like a protection scheme where they where people have to pay us money for us to be to be uh, will, willing to come to their to their aid if they need it. That's not what it is. To suggest that is misleading, to say the least. It's very stupid, yes, but it's also misleading. It's trying to reduce reduce what is a complicated, a complex ally structure to a protection scheme. That's ridiculous completely ridiculous um Rand paul junior senator out of kentucky referred to it as a stupid thing to say um you know broken clocks what are you gonna do uh what else do we got here marco rubio senior senator out of florida um, virtually every american president at some point in some way has complained about other countries in nato not doing enough Trump, Trump's just the first one to express it in these terms, but I have zero concern because he's been president before. Uh, well, little Marco, I'm going to tell you, I do have concern because he has been president before and he people stopped him from leaving NATO before. That's, I think, why we're still here in NATO, I mean. And this shit that he's saying now like if he project 2025 if you're not familiar with it i highly recommend getting familiar with it because it's fucking spooky reading uh spine chilling reading it's fucking really scary what they plan to do if trump wins office um 
And leaving NATO is not... I think that'll just be one of the first things is you just... I don't know. With the scissors, just says, fuck that. We're, I'm not... We're not doing it. We're not in it anymore. We're not going to help you. Simple as that. It's ridiculous. Um, junior senator from Vermont, Peter Welch. Trump normalizes belligerent behavior, but in fact, he means it. Duh. Now, there is... I wanted to get some... Uh, opinions of people that I don't agree with besides little Marco there or Rand Paul but this one is a little bit more forceful it's Jason Miller one of the Trump campaign advisors is Democrat and media pearl clutcher seem to have forgotten that we had four years of peace and prosperity under President Trump fucking incorrect uh, about the prosperity part but whatever four years of peace um this I included this because I really wanted to illustrate that Trump was not the linchpin of peace. He really wasn't. Because um, <clears throat> uh, I recall very much China still being aggressive in the South Asian Sea, which I cover anytime I do a global show. I, there's always something happening there. And it has been that way for ages. It did not stop just because Trump was there. Um Okay, this whole, like, oh, we would not come to your aid. Like, do you think that because if Trump were in office, that Russia would not attack? Are you fucking kidding me? That would be the perfect time to attack. Because he knows perfectly well that you're not going to come to help. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. There was a lot of... Uh, oh. oh, right. I forgot that he considers the places uh, shitholes, right? Because there, there was and continues to be a lot of violence in Africa. So uh, I don't know where this uh, peace is coming from. But then again, it's Africans, right? Dude, we don't, don't really care about them. Um, feel free to suck both of my balls, Jason Miller. You can take that to the bank. Now, on the peace accoutrement, the uh, Biden just cut. We had an order of 83 F-35s from uh, Lockheed, but he he cut that down to 70. It's about 18 percent uh, reduction in the order. But this is a savings of approximately $1.6 billion in the budget, which is capped at, uh, for fiscal year 2025 at $895 billion. The current cuts that he's making, um, with some of the other ones, are some uh, missile defense systems to Guam as another part of the China deterrence package, um, older ships and older aircraft being decommissioned, taken out of service. But these cuts aren't final. Um, there's fiscal year 2025 starts October 1, 2024. So there's still quite some time to go before we get there. <clears throat> um, the F-35 is a marvelous aircraft. It really is. 
Um, the price tag is pretty fucking heavy. Um, not as bad as the F-22, I think, uh, due in large part to other us selling F-35 to other countries, whereas we didn't with the F-22 for some reason, which is also a fucking marvelous aircraft. But, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. The I think decommissioning older shit is a good idea. It, why... why, why keep paying higher and higher maintenance costs to keep legacy equipment in uh, in service. Maybe, I don't know, move it to the reserves? F fuck, I don't fucking know. <clears throat> but there you go, F-35. Maybe that, I should have put that in the boring but important part because that was a lot more of a uh, budget budgetary stuff. <laughs> fuck that, yeah. That, that's your... Uh, boring but important piece of news for the day. I could not find anything else. I'm sure there is, but I just didn't look that hard. Now, moving along, the the U.S. Marshal Service, which provides protection to um, federal judges, federal prosecutors, they have noted a very, a very sharp increase, not sharp, um, but a significant increase in serious, credible threats to federal judges uh, having doubled in the last three years. So the, and the threats against prox, pro, uh, federal prosecutors has increased, al almost tripled um, between, from uh, fiscal 21 to fiscal 23. So yeah, the judges is, uh, yeah, it's almost doubled, right? A considerable number of these election challenges or were during the 2020 election challenges. That's when a lot of these threats were happening when they were being received or being investigated by the marshals. Um, no surprise there. 2020 election challenges. Um, yeah. So the director of the marshal service, Ronald Davis, his words, the threat environment right now that is causing me concern is when people disagree with the judicial process or the government and that turns into those verbal attacks and that is the beginning of the process that threatens the judiciary and threatens our democracy <clears throat> uh, u.s attorney general merrick garland same expressed similar concerns um regarding a deeply disturbing spike in threats and he warned that these threaten the fabric of our democracy um, since January 6, 2021, there have been 232 politically motivated riots, brawls, beatings, and killings. Um, now, it's important to remember... Before I mention that, I'm going to give a, a, a to-be-fair... There have some of those were related to the to the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. So, um, in my eyes, that's like you know righteous indignation. Uh, still not cool to threaten the Supreme Court, uh, regardless of how you feel about it. But I understand the emotion. Uh, good. Um, good thing to keep in mind is threatening. The threat of violence or actual violence to, 
to uh, call, to bring about political change is terrorism. Okay, I'm not sure why we're not using the term yet because uh, who was was it Laura Ingram that said we're all domestic terrorists? Like, yeah, actually you are. You know, thank good thing that you know. Good thing you admit it because you are. You and your your fucking thugs here threaten people to get what they want. That's that is terrorism. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to take for people to start taking it more seriously, or at least to seem like to be more public about how seriously they're taking it. Not sure what it's going to take for that to happen. I really hope it doesn't just, I mean, based on the way that we respond to fucking mass shootings, apparently we're not going to do anything about it at all. But yeah, the federal judges thing, I wanted to bring that up just to remind you all that these are domestic terrorists. Um, If you don't agree with that term, tell me why. 833-LUX-POTS. Let me know what what your rationale is. I'd be, I'm interested to hear it. Um, If you do leave a voicemail, I... And you're just a dickhead the whole time. I'm not going to cut you in. I'm not going to cut your audio in. I might reference it, but I'm not going to cut it in. Um, So, you know, maybe try to be a little bit. You can, you know, say something like something like dumb, like this is dumb. You're dumb. That's dumb. But like if you start getting really uh, inflammatory, then I'm just not going to include it. So there you go. Keep that in mind. Right. Um, Mass shootings. There were two and a half <clears throat> at the Super Bowl parade for the in uh, Kansas City. D- local DJ uh, for KKFI, Lisa Lopez Galvan Galvan, was killed in a mass shooting at the Super Bowl parade. There were other relatives of Lisa were shot as well. I believe her cousin was there with the her two daughters and the two daughters were hurt um and i know that lisa's son was also hurt they were all non-critical fortunately um the crowd at the parade was approximately a million people somewhere in that neighborhood plus or minus you know and there but there were about 20 casualties injuries and deaths there were two people. So, all right. One thing to add, I guess, is um, before I get to the rest of it, is that the shooting appears. That's what the um, KC police were saying as far uh, as of, you know, when I started this, they were saying that it appears to have been a personal dispute. It was not like politically motivated or anything like that. It was just two people having a problem, which... Um, understandable people, you know, emotions are high, I guess it's a, whatever the case, but this dude had a fucking like AK 47 style rifle with him. I, that is what doesn't make sense to me. Why you, you can, I can, uh, very, it's very reasonable and understandable and believable to have, you know, like a concealed carry at such a really populous event. You know, you never know when something's going to pop off, I guess. 
I can I can see that. It's understandable. But an, like an AK dude at a parade? Why? 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 <laughs> why? The why were you why? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Of the 15 uh uh right, no, 11 people that were hurt either by gunfire or uh, in the chaos, the panic that ensued after the gunshots were heard, 11 of them were children. So it, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how they get to continue playing that card. The Republicans, I mean, of being, you know, uh, family, family values and family safety, protect the children. Like, man, like a, a dude wearing makeup reading them a book is completely unacceptable but oh but it's all right to have uh, children children's lives laid on the altar of guns gun fucking rights awesome good one that's great like you're it's okay for your kids to die that's fine they they're okay with your kids dying as long as they get to have an ak-47 makes perfect sense Uh, There were two guys who stopped the shooter, and this was not good guy with a gun. Uh, Trey Filter and Paul Contreras, two guys that were at the parade, they tackled him. They tackled the shooter. So there you go. Um, From what I've been reading about uh, Miss Lisa is that she was um, very well, pretty well known in the community. Um, She was a DJ. She was a private DJ before uh, being on the radio. So she, like a lot of people knew her from her DJing their, you know, weddings, whatever, family parties, whatever the fuck. So there's that. Um, And she continued to do that a little bit as she, while she was still the uh, radio DJ. So, Um, man, this is, Moving on to another one, same day, the in uh, Atlanta, there was, at the Benjamin E. Mays High School, four kids were shot, fortunately, no life-threatening injuries, so, you know, small mercies, right? Uh, it's one important number here, <coughs> is that, as of February 14th, there were... 48 mass shootings in 2024 so since up to february february 14th a a mass shooting is defined as four or more people injured or killed not including the shooter right so 48 now that's up to february 14th and february 14th was the 45th day of the year <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Good stuff. That's that's America, baby. Lives put upon the altar of freedom. Um, <clears throat> all right. Last one. This one is actually was actually prevented shooting, but did not end well. So there were two off-duty cops at a 
church event in Houston. This was for that, what's that fucking cocksucker, Joel Osteen or whatever, that multimillionaire that convinces people, like working poor people to give him more money for whatever reason. Anyway, he, it was a, it was an event for his church. Uh, and two off duty cops were going to be in attendance and a woman was walking up described as early thirties, something like that. Early to mid thirties. She was uh, coming to walking towards the event with a small, like a child somewhere between the ages of three and five. Uh, if I, memory serves and uh, yeah, the cops, she like the, the woman was act, acting somewhat erratically um, talking about having bombs and, you know, uh, had a, a I, I think it was an assault rifle like kind of thing. Cause, but all the, the only description that I've heard was a um, long gun, which is any kind of rifle really, or shotgun. The thing is that the police chief, when he described, when, when I read his little statement that like it, she had a long gun, it could have been a lot worse. So my thinking is that it's not like a hunting rifle, you know what I mean? It was something that's designed for mass maximum carnage. But the police officer shot and killed her. Um, two other people were injured in the crossfire. One of them, non-life-threatening non non injury, uh, non-critical, was being treated at the hospital. Um, pretty, I, I expect that the man has gone home by now. He was just shot in the leg, wounded in the leg. The other one was the child that was with the woman um, who was in critical condition at the hospital. Uh, um, I'm not... The, the police chief didn't specify who or how, why, who, where shot the kid. But regardless, like... Man, that's, that's fucking rough. Like on the one hand, you want to applaud the. This is like a perfect situation of good guy with a gun, right? This is a good one to hold up, and to an extent, I do agree. Um, this is police officers fucking doing what they're supposed to do, doing it right when they're stopping a mass shooter. But what isn't right is shooting a kid. I know. I doubt. Highly, highly doubt it was on purpose. I really do. It's just, man, like, you guys need more range time or something, because you really fucked that up. You had one target, and you hit the one you shouldn't. Like you, you, I know that you simulate these sorts of scenarios in your training, and you fucked it up. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'm going to try to reserve judgment till I hear more, and I will let you know as I find out. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> oh, shit. A um, couple more things before I get out of here. Some activists. Earlier this week, on it was on uh, Valentine's Day. In Washington, D.C., at the Constitution display, uh, Donald Zepeda and Jackson Green were arrested for vandalism. They were spreading... Um, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe like an artist would know. I don't know what this means pink tempera paint powder 
Uh, I'm gonna guess that it's uh, just me guessing, 100% speculation. It's some shit that you're supposed to mix with water, and that's when it turns into paint. And then, but in this case, when you try to clean it up, if you try to clean it up with water, it just gets more messy. Just my guess. Uh, Pete, uh, Zepeda and Green both cited the Constitution as they were uh, doing their thing that cited the Constitution as people having the right to clean air and a livable climate. And they uh, called for Biden to declare a climate emergency. These two guys were members of the Declare Emergency campaign. Surprise. <clears throat> the rotunda is was closed Thursday, is going to remain closed today, Friday. Total cost, like I thought it was weirdly specific, $25,780.62. So, you know, fun. Uh, this is a little bit so there were those ladies in France, I think it was, that threw, um, one of them threw tomato soup on a Da Vinci painting, or it was some painting, I can't recall the name, and then the Mona Lisa got a cake thrown at it, which I expect was a Marie Antoinette symbolism there. But this one, the Constitution was under the display, like it was completely protected so it didn't get damaged or anything and i expect the paintings in the louvre were um passable imitations regardless of i kind of get what they're doing um i i think i brought up in a worldwide episode that italy is they're ramping up the criminal charges and penalties fines and it's all the rest of it for um any vandalism that happens to heritage sites in, you know, in Rome or wherever. So I really do get what they're doing. Cause if you don't there, if you do it, if you protest somewhere where no one sees or then what's the fucking point of it, right? Something that the, uh, the old uh, football people didn't seem to grasp or had trouble grasping anyway like if it if it's not if it doesn't inconvenience people if it doesn't disrupt people if it doesn't bother people there's really little point in protesting um in the case of zapeta and green i had a joke like jokingly thought to myself like does would these guys count as uh, enemies of the Constitution because they're trying to deface it. <laughs> I'm sure that's not exactly what uh, what that was written for, that oath of enlistment and oath of office. But there you go. That's uh, Those two guys have been arrested. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, vandalism taken very seriously by the uh, curators or whatever. So... Um, remember that plan I told you about governor of New Mexico proposed at COP28 that was uh, in, I believe, the United Arab Emirates not too long ago, where the plan was to buy wastewater um, using state funds, about 
a hundred million in state funds to buy brackish and untre- and uh, drill water that was untreated. Um, that New Mexico is a, a, a actually like a st- strategic supplier of uh, oil and gas in the U.S. Uh, I think they're behind Texas, and that's it. So um, the idea was to reclaim that water and treat it so that it can be stored for whenever stored it for well not a rainy day but <laughs> you know what i mean um strategic supply i guess is the 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 operating phrase there but anyway um the executive director of the western environmental law center eric schlenker his words uh, the state should step back from the brink of spending $100 million, $100 million of the people's money on a concept that presents serious, unaddressed risks to our state's aquifers. Um, now, I'm not sure. Sh- I'd have to read into why his reasoning. But like, I mean, if you're storing it separately, I'm not sure how that how that's a risk to the aquifers. But whatever, man. Dude's the executive director. Probably knows better than I do. Okay. Last thing in the environment and energy segment. The House reverses Biden's pause on the approval for the liquefied natural gas exports. I believe I talked about that like 30 years ago, last time I was here. But uh, Representative August Pfluger... Uh, out of Republican, out of Texas, eleven, he uh, sponsored the bill that passed two two four to two hundred. So mostly party lines, but not quite. Some Dems voted for it. Um, it's this is unfortunately like many things performative. Uh, it's unlikely to pass the Senate. It is very unlikely that Biden would sign it if it did pass the Senate. So then you'd kind of repeat the exercise. Uh, Pfluger said that the world needs American natural gas, that this catastrophic politically based and legally dubious ban must be reversed immediately. I, um, catastrophic, uh, it's a little bit hyperbolic, politic, politically based, incorrect. Um, that's fucking dumb. No, uh, legally dubious. No, I'm pretty sure he's allowed to do that, but okay. <clears throat> uh, I mean, if he wasn't allowed to do that, you could have just brought it to court, right? And it would have been overturned right away. But what? I don't know. So as far as political basis, an interesting thing is that it was held he deferred the the decision until November after the election. Now the thing about that time is he wanted to have more environmental studies done in the port or in and around the ports where it's going to be sent off from. I think a lot of them were in Louisiana. Now his from what I recall, Biden's specific uh, reasoning was that he wanted to have a deeper look at the environmental impact. So is that politically based? I don't know. I don't think climate change is a 
it, that's not a political thing. It's just a matter of fact, Fluger. But I get what he means. Is he thinks that the climate is is a political issue, uh, catastrophic. Now he was talking about. I know that the a lot of these exports were destined for um, a lot of EU nations, which depend pretty heavily on Russia for gas, but they've been trying to peel off because Russia and Ukraine, no shit. So I do get the catastrophic part. Like you're wanting to, you're trying to cut off Russia's, their economic lifeblood, right? And this does hinder that process, hinder the, the European market from getting off of Russian gas, expecting them to just pivot into renewables right away. That's ridiculous. That's not, that's, um, that's asking too much. So I think that, um, I don't entirely agree with Fluger on his wording here, but to a degree, I do agree with the catastrophic part. Like, like we can, we can cut, like stop using, uh, fossil fuels fucking all day and night until we no longer and just no longer need them. But we can't necessarily impose that onto our European partners who are by all by all measurements doing much better at switching to renewables than we are. So I don't know. I think this it wouldn't be a terrible thing to be uh, kind of band-aiding their their cuts while they work on better solutions. Um, I think that's a bit more of a pragmatic way of looking at it for me. The economic part, of course, is going to be good for the fossil fuel industry, which I don't like, but it's not the political points. Um, Biden's kind of fucked either way. Like if he doesn't do it, then if he Go, allows it to go ahead then it's you know the 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 progressive base is not going to be appreciative of it um actually uh representative maxwell frost out of a democrat out of florida 10 said i can only hope and pray and fight to make sure that we build off biden's pause to get to a green clean future um yeah I do too. Just I don't know if Europe can. I don't think they, they can uh, really build off that pause when they're like freezing ass now. I don't know. Um, I I really do sympathize with the environmental aspect of it. I really do. Um, just as a matter of pragmatism, it. I think Europe and there's also des- like Asia destinations who are. We're trying to get them away from using um, China fossil fuels. They, in particular, coal, um, which is considerably worse for the environment than natural gas. So there's that. Um, there is. It's. It's a really t- tough situation. Um, it's a tough situation. That's why Biden gets paid the. Uh, the big bucks, I guess. All right. Now, 
I wanted to end on something kind of funny. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I <laughs> okay. All right, so there's a journalist uh, in that was in Florida, Corey Hill. <laughs> he was at a DeSantis press event. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so Corey Hill asked DeSantis, how can you square your opposition to gender-affirming care and people identifying with the gender of their choosing when your choice to wear heels to identify with the when you wear heels to identify with the height of your choosing. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck, that was good. From what I uh, what I read, uh, pretty much everyone like had a good laugh at it, except Ron, of course. He was uh, pretty upset. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know, dude. Just own it. If you're short king man if you are well he that's short kings wouldn't wear fucking heels because they don't need to but there you go that's ronnie d for you <clears throat> all right oh let me get us wrapped up because kind of running a little long here so uh, it's coming um it's coming i'm looking for advertisement of just exploring my options right now seeing what kind of advertisers would be interested in the different shows that i do and so it's inevitable i'm sorry to tell you it is it's um it we i do run a very lean operation but operational costs being offset is always a good thing ideally i would like to get to the point where i can um compensate my panelists for their time but that's i guess a little bit more for me to worry about than you regardless so i am arranging for something like um supercast or patreon one of those sorts of subscription services uh where you can get ad-free episodes um but that those two like those things will come at the same time Okay, like I'm not going to start rolling out ads and then like leave you hanging, having to deal with it. Me reading about like BetterHelp or whatever dumb fuck shit comes my way. <clears throat> um, one thing that I will say for certain is that just looking at what I have now in the inbox, I'm not going to be taking anything that I don't believe in. Um, if I don't believe in the product or service, if they don't, if they if i don't get to try the product or service then i'm not i'm not taking it cuz i don't i'm not going to be shilling for things that i don't believe in um <clears throat> anyway so yeah if when that comes the patreon shit will be rolled out or supercast whichever one i don't know I'll have to weigh my options there but those will come at the same time all right so just something to keep in mind um Definitely not going to be pricing the subscription service very high. Um, I don't know. 833 Lux Pods. Do you think I should do maybe OnlyFans? Can show you my butt from time to time. <laughs> um, right. So LVXmedia.net. That's where all of the other shows that we do are um, MMA, boxing. Uh, we have uh, some occult esoteric fucking 
I, I refer to all that category of stuff as ooky spooky stuff, which is what the show's called if you're into that kind of thing. So, and there's more, uh, always trying to do more. Um, God, I really want to get a video game podcast going. Anyway, so there's that. Um, LBX Media Net on social media, if, if that's the handle. If you can't find it, we're not on it. Um, it would be great if you interacted with the post. It would be nice. Like if, if you don't want to uh, call or text, you can leave comments and DMs or whatever. So that would be appreciated. Um, what helps the most is leaving a rating wherever it is that you're listening. Um, I would like if you're not feeling a five um, before you commit to that not five rating text me or something tell me what i'm doing wrong or what i could do better i would much rather try to improve always open to constructive criticism to make the the listening experience better for everyone and yeah i it, i'd rather earn i want to earn the rest of the stars before you before you drop a not five because <laughs> it it's uh difficult it's difficult out there if you have the time a review would be great if not that's fine too um, I don't leave a lot of reviews on podcasts, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't ask you to do it if I wouldn't, uh, just the stars though. That would be nice. Um, okay. Last thing is, uh, common defense. This is a progressive veterans group that I'm a part of. They, we, we get our hands into a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm just a volunteer. Like I'm not a staff or anything. I just really like the group. So, um, if you want to sign up, you just check it out. LVX.AT slash CDEF. All right. Put that in your browser. It'll take you right to the membership sign up page. Uh, and like, it's, you just like put in your name and email address and then someone will want to talk to you, see what your, they would want to get, feel out what your more, what, what are your political priorities, I guess, like what, what, uh, causes or what do you want to devote your time to so they can put, they can match you up with the right people. Uh, as far as like the, the group is fucking huge. There's a lot of people in it. Um, I am certain that no matter where you are in the, uh, in the U S there is more than likely somebody nearby. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in the works. Um, like I know that the the Black Veterans Caucus they were talking about uh, voter suppression today. They gave a it was a national meeting today, and they did a little presentation on voter suppression and that kind of thing. Like at how has it progressed through the Civil Rights Act up to now? Um, I know that the Latin American Veterans Caucus I'm a member of. We are working diligently on the deported veterans issue. Like, surprise, there are veterans, of, like, some of them are combat veterans who have been deported. Um, I don't think it was malicious, but they were misled during recruiting that if they join, like, you, like, that citizenship is kind of an automatic thing when it's not unfortunately um it's much easier for veterans or for active duty but it's not 
a guarantee. It's not automatic. And some of these guys were like they went to Vietnam, or I think there's some Gulf uh, Gulf War. Uh, some dudes in Panama, uh, Grenada, different just all kinds of different places. And so they get a little bit, you know, their it their head is not right. Like combat really fucked them up. Understandable. I can. 100% relate. The shit is not easy to cope with. And like so these guys get busted for something like they maybe they get into like a heated argument with their with their spouse or whatever and it gets reported as domestic violence. Um they get in a fight with somebody at a bar because they had too much to drink and they were someone was being an asshole or something. I don't know. Whatever the case is, these guys get caught and then they get deported. And they're stuck, like one guy stuck in Ecuador, which if you listen to the the Worldwide Edition, you know how shitty things are, are there right now. Um, the, that guy is no shits like scared of leaving his neighborhood. That's how, that's how bad it is over there. So those are the types of situations that we work to rectify and the types of people that we try to help get them back where they belong. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what the La- the uh, Latin Veterans Caucus is doing. And yeah, there's environmental stuff. I know that they're trying to put together a caucus for um, LGBT plus people, uh, women, whatever the case is. If you're a veteran, we'd love to have you. So, uh, is there anything else? I don't think so. I'm gonna wrap this up because it's fucking late. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. I will see you next time.